0: Greetings, and welcome to the Linton Witness Project. Thanks so much for listening in today, and we're hopeful that through these stories of God's presence in one's life, you will be better able to see God in your day. Now then, please enjoy Cat's story. Hi, this is Cat. When God was real in my life, I don't know that he's ever not been real, and not really been there. God became... My dad, or the real definition of father, about the time I was 12, maybe before that, because my dad was a very abusive alcoholic. And my mom finally got up the nerve to leave him. And, well, kick him out, more like. Her explanation was, if you really need something, talk to God. He's your dad. He'll get you whatever. Well, when you're 12 and preteen, you don't believe these things, but it really happened. I just started talking to him out of frustration, out of fear, out of going, I don't know how to do this. I had a little sister that was four years younger than me that now I was responsible for because my mom had never worked and she was working to support us in a house. He's always left what we need. If we needed clothes, because we didn't have clothes to look decent to go to school or go to church, they just showed up on the doorsteps, front or back of our house. And no one was around. It was just totally weird. We'd go out the door and there'd be stuff there. And they always fit perfectly for me and my little sister. People always provided for us. We didn't always go to church because my mom... Had to work. And when you're the underdog, you have to go to work on Sundays. But sometimes we would. Sometimes people would pick us up and take us to church, me and my little sister. But I always knew that there would be stuff. It was always perfect timing, altar school. And he would take people out of my life that had become toxic, or I was being toxic to them. People would show up and people would leave. I didn't think anything would happen after breaking up with like my third or fourth boyfriend. But my husband came back from the Gulf War and landed in Littleton and was staying at his parents' house. His parents never had an empty car because my night job was working at a gas station. Because me and my little sister were living at my apartment together and I had to work two jobs to make sure she completed high school. So, like I said, he showed up after the Gulf War. God brought him back from the Gulf War. He was on leave, and he ran into me at a gas station. And he just kept coming, trying to figure out my schedule, which was probably very frustrating because I was working two jobs and was coming and going and everything else. He had perfect timing for when we were having our kids. God knows what time to do things. He is the dad. He knew when it was time for me to go work at Montbello, even though I thought he was crazy. And these are the times when he has to either push me to go places, or he has to keep me still enough to wait until he's ready to go. Or got everything in line for me to go do something. Right now my life is kind of calm, kind of crazy. Expecting my first granddaughter. In a way, I know this is also part of his timing. He's planned for us to be fairly stable, me and my husband. My son's doing okay. He has autism, which has been hard to understand. But God has a reason for him to have that too. God also... He doesn't leave fingerprints or stuff in my life. He leaves thumbprints and sometimes whole handprints up on the wall when he has to really push me in a direction I don't want to go. And he always finds where I'm supposed to be. Right now I'm waiting to find out where I'm supposed to be. But I have peace about it because I know eventually he's going to throw me in the direction he wants me to go or give me a little push to get in the right direction. All I have to do is learn to listen to him. He does talk. Sometimes it's light because I'm actually paying attention. And sometimes it's yelling and screaming to get me to go in the right direction because I can be very stubborn and willful and I go the totally opposite direction because I don't want to go there. I don't know where he's going. And I don't know what he's saying totally. I know he won't to, he's telling me to wait. He has a plan. And he's got the perfect place for me to be. Even if it takes me a while to get there. Sometimes it takes me a while, sometimes I get there right away. But he's a good dad. And he does make sure my life is smooth. And he does make sure that even my kids now have what they need. They're safe. They have jobs. And I watch in their lives. I see the fingerprints long before they do. Because I watch. Now, because I'm getting used to watching. And I know he pushes. And I know he may be talking to you. You know you're supposed to go do something. Try to listen. Because when he actually has to really push, sometimes it can be rough. And it can be a lot of turmoil. But he'll get you either off the mountain or up on the mountain if, he, if that's where he wants you. He'll move you there. Because he can either pick you up and cradle you or he can push you along or he can walk right beside you until you get to where you need to be. But he can also protect you from whatever's coming your way. And he can be there in the house with someone that's hurting you. And he can walk with you. And he can protect you from whatever. Whether it be no one gets to see you, or he just brings the right people there at the right moment in time. And they'll always be there. And there's always angels to protect you. I guess that's all I know. Thank you, Kat. This concludes today's episode of the Lenten Witness Project. Check back in tomorrow for a fresh story of God's presence in one of our daily lives. Until then, let's all go be the love, the hope, and the comfort of Jesus Christ in our world. Thanks be to God.